High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, magicians, young stepmoms, rebellious teenage daughters. Oh, and an extra special shout out this week to you fans of the Lifetime movies out there. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my house this evening. But first, School is still in session, and I know how you're feeling. Last period on a Friday, it's your freshman year, Valentine's Day is coming up, and you're daydreaming again about that boy or about that girl that you're crushing on. Are you going to tell them you like them? Are you going to invite them to the freshman formal? Are you going to chicken out like last time, Travis? What's it going to be? Ah, February, though. The month of love. Well, sorry, Charlie. Get Cupid's arrow out of your ass. We have some homework to talk about. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results. And this week, I want to point out an extra good student. Someone who's doing their homework. So big shout-out to slumberer Wayne Bickford. He wrote in about a nice little Easter egg. As you know, last week we did super bad, right before the Super Bowl. Congrats, Patriots, I guess. Anyway, as we discussed, there was a lot of Judd Apatow universe crossover in Superbad. And Wayne noticed that the math teacher in Superbad, played by an actor called Steve Banos, is also the math teacher in Freaks and Geeks. A plus, Wayne. Bravo. A plus. Love when you guys write in. Keep it coming. I like the apple on my desk, you know? I like to be buttered up. When you write your valentines this year for your classmates, don't forget to hand one out to your old teacher here. Nothing weird, you know? Sometimes I just need a a little boost to the old fragile ego here. So did you do your homework for this week? Did you watch High School Lover? It's a lifetime movie, but honestly it wasn't too hard to find. Even if you didn't, my guest today, Joe, too, and myself, do a pretty good job of breaking it down. Trust me, afterwards, you're gonna want to see the movie. Ah, you know what that sound means. So, pack your favorite Valentine's Day jammies, tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's, because we're about to get our party on. Let's take it away with a band that's featured in this film, Prince Rama, The song is Fantasy. Class dismissed.
this is going to be a fun one. Normally, I like to just shoot the shit with my guest, but I want to get into this one right away. Joe, on this show, we introduce yeah. ourselves in a certain way. Okay. We just say our name, our high school, graduating year, optional if you don't want to say your age. Some people it's don't okay. want to say their age. Actually, no. No one's ever refused that, but I always say that. And then <laughs> what your high school team name was. Oh, okay. Okay. My name's Joe Two. Graduated the Pittsburgh Central Catholic, 2007, and we were the Vikings. Ooh, that's Old a cool Vikes. one. Yeah. I like that. I like that. My high school alma mater of Dan Marino. Wow, that's cool. Uh, Mac Miller went there for a little bit, too. Oh, so. nice. Yeah, before he transferred because he hated it. <laughs> Western Pennsylvania, traditionally the hotbed of quarterbacks. So. Yeah, actually. Now that you say that, yeah. Mark Bolger, too. Mark Bolger went to Central Catholic. Oh, wow. So. A lot of cool quarterbacks. But it's not a sports movie today, no. Not a sports movie. <laughs> no. It's an interesting film, but Joe, too, your voice can be heard on a bunch of podcasts. Yeah. Um, I'm very prolific on the Cage Club Podcast Network. Mostly known for Too Fast, Too Forever, the Fast and the Furious podcast that never ends. goes on forever. We do one movie every two weeks on loop. So if you want to hear that, go that. Then I have Boyfriend Material, the Ryan Gosling podcast. We have Magic Mike's, the Channing Tatum podcast. <laughs> and we started with Zac Efron and the Zac Attack podcast. So you you know where my heart lies in, like, throbby boys. So. Absolutely. And I think... All those guys have a high school movie in there, or a bunch. Yes. So, so we're going to talk about a bunch of them on this show. Cool. But, but we have you on here for a very, very special reason. Well, I've wanted you on for a while, but you came to me, it might have been even a couple months ago at yes. this point. You're like, Brian, I found the movie I want to do <laughs> on your podcast. Yes. I turned on uh, Lifetime one day. And I saw this movie, it was called High School Lover. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm an avid fan of Lifetime movies. I watch a lot of Lifetime movies. And, um, you know, the titles always get me, right? Like, that's that's how it draws you in. So I saw High School Lover, and I was like, ooh. And I turned it on very early in the movie. And, you know, I look, and I'm like, Rachel, is that James Frank? <laughs> She's like, yeah. I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> and then the movie was like, it started to get a little weird, and I stopped it. I turned it off, and I was like, Brian, I don't even need to watch the end of this. <laughs> this is the movie I want to do. <laughs> and I'm happy. I'm like, I didn't know anything about the film. I looked it up quickly. I saw that James Franco was in it and some other actors who we'll talk about. Yeah. But I was like, we're going to save this for Valentine's Day because it has Lover in the title. It I does. <laughs> I don't know if it's a romantic film, but... It kind, of, it kind of romantic in a Chris Brown kind of way. <laughs> God. Oh, oh, we're going to get into it. We're going to do a nice deep dive of High School Lover here. Deeper than anyone has, has dove into this before, because I tried to do my research on this film. Not a lot of scholarship. <laughs> no, I, I'm sure that there's not a lot of info on, on this film or how it came to be, but sure. How did James Franco agree to this? Well, I have a couple theories. I've written them down. Okay. Was today the first time you saw it in its entirety? Yes, it is. I like to watch the movies right before we record them. And I told you, I got deep enough. I was like 15 minutes in and I could see where this was going. And I was like, I can't contain my excitement for it. So I had to just pause here and just wait and watch it with you. <laughs> I'm so, so fortunate. So before we get into that, though, we have some traditions on High School Slumber Party. Kick and them. this is your first time on. It's my first time on. Basically, Joe, Joe 2. What yes. were you like in high school? What was your high school experience like? I hated high school at the time. 
and I love looking back on it. I went to the, like I said, the Pittsburgh Central Catholic. Um, it was an all boys Catholic high school. Fine. Um, yeah, and <laughs> I, I try to tell this to my friends; they don't believe me. But when I was there in the early two thousands, you could still hit kids. Oh my god! Um, really? All agreed to it. Yes. No. Um, I've gotten punched in the kidneys before. Like one teacher. <laughs> Jesus one teacher, Christ. I know, yeah. One teacher had a punishment that was that was okay, you could either get detention or you could get six inches to the back of the head. What? Six inches to the back of the head was he would take the heaviest book you had on your desk and he would hold it six inches away from your head and then swing it as hard as he could with his wrist. What the- and he had to stop doing that because he knocked a kid out once and that's when they called it. And that was like in the early two thousands. I am shocked because I mean I- Obviously, yeah. we've all heard, you know, the Catholic school horror stories. I've heard them. And from, like your parents, mother. your parents yeah. are like, yeah, like you know, the, a nun hit me in the wrist with the ruler and stuff like that. Like, no, like I've gotten punched before by a teacher. What the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, you'd point to the ceiling, point to the ceiling. He punches you under the ribs, and like that was like a normal day in our school. Like, I mean, it worked well. Like, we all <laughs> came out pretty okay. I mean, I expected this episode to turn dark at some point. I didn't expect it to turn <laughs> this dark this early. It's but- not dark. It was actually really like it's really fun. Like we look back on it, we all like laugh. <laughs> like, like nobody's like really like traumatized. Like nobody's well, like good. I'm glad. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't like. I mean, it was pretty vicious, I guess, if you, like, see, hear it from the outside. But, like, when you're inside there, you would just be like, oh, shit, that really happened. Like, m- my buddy Zach, who watched this movie with me, he was like, if a teacher tried to hit me, I would hit him back. And I was like, you just don't realize it's actually going to happen. Like, he's like, I'm going to punch you in the kidneys. And you're like, okay, sure. And then he does it, and you're like, oh, shit, I really just got punched <laughs> in the kidneys by an adult. And you're like, yeah, that's what happened. Like, you're just, okay. And you Like, you know what I mean? Like, the shock of it is like, holy shit, that really happened. And you're like, oh, I guess I won't do that again. And that was it. That was, like, the whole thing. I mean, I guess it works, like you said. It's just, I mean, yeah. I asked this question to all my guests, and it's the first time I got that answer, so. Yes. Oh, okay. So, back to back to me in high school. <laughs> I, I, I um was always getting in trouble, but could never be proved that I was the one in trouble. Like, I was, like, this kind of kid. So, like, I would do stuff like steal the test for a class and pass them out to everybody in the class to, like, ruin the test. (laughs) So, like, the teacher, like, caught somebody passing it to me, and they wrote, like, to Joe on the test. And they were like, somebody was giving you the test answers. I was like, no, they weren't. They were like, I was like, I already had the test answers. And they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, I already had the test answers. And they're like, (laughs) so somebody was giving you back the test answers? I was like, I'm not telling you that. And they're like, who gave you the test? And I was like, I'm not telling you that either. And, like, I realized very early that, like, they can't prove anything. And if they couldn't prove anything, they couldn't really punish you for it. So, like, this was, like, the game that all of the administration in my school really hated me. And that's just how we got along until I left, and then they were happy with me. So it was cool. <laughs> I mean, you're playing with fire there, because if you do get caught... You get, get punched hit. in the kidneys, yeah. yeah. Punch in the kidneys, again. I can't get past that. It's just... <laughs> that's literally, that's a real thing. I, if any of my friends are listening, they will tell you that's 100% truth. Like, punch in the kidneys, six inches from the back of your head. You get baptized <laughs> in the water fountain. If you're sleeping in class, you get baptized in the water fountain. They sm- they, like, they put your head in the water fountain and they dump water on your face and you come back in. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow, I can't believe Dan Marino got punched in the kidneys. <laughs> maybe maybe he did, maybe he didn't. <laughs> Who knows? Amazing. So, what kind of things were you into in high school? Um, I didn't do much. I tried to avoid like pretty much every club. I I liked science a lot. That's what I do now. I 
you know, do science. So I like that. I like video games. I played a lot of video games. Halo was big. That's actually how I met Joey. Joey and I met in a random Halo. Did you know this? He told me that, but only recently. Yeah, we met in a random Halo lobby for a match, and he was like, I was playing with all my friends from high school, and he was like, you guys are pretty funny, can I keep playing with you guys? We're like, yep, sure. Wow. And that's how I met Joey. Was this in high school or after? No, this was in high school. When he's on this show, he never shares anything from his high school experience. Really? I don't know much about his high school experience either, from like... From myself, I know, yeah. <laughs> we were always, like, dicking around, being like somebody got punched in the kidneys today, and then you, you have just Joey just laughing about it while we're playing Halo, so. <laughs> yeah, I love this, uh, you know, connection, though. We came out of high school together, yeah. It's so weird. I mean, it's, it's awesome because now you guys have all these shows about hot men together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our high school selves would have been very ashamed. <laughs> my high school self would have been so ashamed to be like, I'd be like, you're going to grow up one day and have heartthrob podcasts. <laughs> And I'd be like, no, I'm not. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's so many things now that, like, my high school self would be like, what the hell are you doing, Brian? But I look back at my high school self and say the same thing. Because, oh, like, absolutely. I hated yeah, that yeah. little shit sometimes, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> he was such a little tart. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate him. Yeah. I would so, smack the shit out of myself if I saw myself in high school. I'd be like, stop it. Just quit. Just, <laughs> just punch yourself in the kidney before you get punched exactly. by someone else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So happy again to have you on. Um, I'm glad to be here, man. We like to mix it up here. And, like, I made a huge, huge list of films that I thought I would do on this podcast. This yes. was not on it, but I'm Definitely so not. happy. I'm so happy it's here. Are you versed in Lifetime movies? Like, have you I seen not. any? I've seen a couple. I've seen a okay. couple here or there. God. You said you're a big fan. And before we dive, in, uh, dive into High School Lover, and I know I keep delaying it, but what are your favorite Lifetime movies, if that's the case? Like, what? And They're... what got you into them? Oh. I remember specifically which one it was. <laughs> my mom would watch them, right? But she would watch them in passing on Saturdays. I mean, I was a young kid, but like I would be like playing video games or something. And I would come in and just see them in pieces. And I remember one day, she put on one. It's called Casualties of Love, the Long Island Lolita Story. Oh. Okay. So it's an Amy Fisher Lifetime yeah, movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and it's probably the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. It just resonates with me. I watch this movie at least like once a year. There's just it, it, like the acting's terrible. The people are like it, it's just all bad. But the story's amazing. Like when um, uh, what's his name? When when Amy Fisher shoots the you know what's his name's wife in the head. There's like a pool of blood like thirty feet long, <laughs> and like it's like so over dramatic. And it's just it's my favorite Lifetime movie, and that's like what got me into them. And then I would, you know, I'd watch them in passing. And now, Rachel and I watch the seasonal ones. We watch a ton of Christmas ones when they came out. Anytime that I can get one in, I, I, I'm happy to do it. So. so do you really enjoy them? Do, do you tongue-in-cheek enjoy them? They're comedy them? to me. Okay. They're all just comedy. Like, I think <laughs> that they're just beautiful com- Like, so that was it. I was watching the Long Island Lolita casualties of love with my mom and i was laughing hysterically and she was like this movie isn't supposed to be funny this is about like a real story about a murder and i just couldn't stop laughing and i was like you know 12 10 and i was just like dying laughing at this movie and i could already see like the beauty and like there's like a thing that that people watch movies that are so bad like there's like a word for it right that people watch movies that are so bad that it's enjoyable for them and that's just like I found this really, really early, and I was just like, oh, God, these are so perfect. So The first one I remember seeing, like, front to back, like I sat down and watched it, yeah. was actually in high school, and it was called Too Young to Be a Dad. 
And oh, God. You Those can kind of ones. guess what the plot yeah. of that one is. <laughs> I know exactly what the plot is. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to go into it. Like, someone's too young to be a dad. So. Obvious, yeah. Um, what was that? There was a swimming one. Like, that was, I think when I hit high school, the one that came out, they were doing these ones, like, she's too fat or something about some, that was like, um, Kelly. Kelly, what's her name from Big Bang Theory? Kelly Kuko. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was in, she like... Was in it. <laughs> yeah, she was, like... It, she was wearing a fat suit in it because she no. wanted to see how people would treat her if she was fat. Oh, my God. And then there was that <laughs> one, and there was one about, like, a swimmer that was addicted to porn. Like, I loved all of these. Like, <laughs> when we got to this saga, like, where they were just named like that, it was just, like, too young to be a dad. Like, murder <laughs> pact and, like, all of these things. And they would just, like, give you... Like, the whole movie is in the title. Like, it's just perfect. <laughs> That pregnancy packed one was big, right? Was that a lifetime yeah. movie? Because I remember yeah, that one like getting a lot of yeah. buzz. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one too. That's a really good one. So Rachel yeah. loves that one. She's a big fan. I'll do some lifetime movies if someone suggests it, but if I like opened the Pandora's box of high school lifetime movies, I'd be doing this oh, till I was fifty. You know. I know you would, <laughs> but it would be so worth it. If you want to do, if you want to do a, a lifetime High School Musical lap, I am all about it. I'm so, I'm so in. I have a lot of suggestions. The addicted to porn one, where he's a swimmer and watching porn on his phone <laughs> in the locker room, is amazing. Oh my god, I gotta write that down. His mom, I forget what it's called, but like his mom is like, no, not again, and she's like crying because she finds like a printed picture of a tit like on his, <laughs> like in his desk or something. It's so good. <laughs> That might be like your shtick on this show. I, I, I might just I'll come back for any Lifetime movie that you want to do. I promise. Oh, man. Okay, so let's dive into this one. Okay, we could try. High School yeah. Lover. Every week I read the back of the VHS or the back of the DVD, depending on the Please. era. For Please. this one, I was forced, I guess if you want to say that, to buy it on Amazon because you can't oh, rent my it. God. So okay. now I own sorry. this permanent. That's okay. I don't care. Now it was like five bucks. Now I own. I'm this. sure. I can't imagine it was that expensive. Yeah. No. I own this permanently on Amazon, and <laughs> Amazon jealous. has very short, like you know, summaries. So yeah, I'll, I'll read it anyway. Starring Please. James Franco and Paulina Singer, 17-year-old Kelly is thrilled to be spending time with Hollywood's hottest young actor. But as his adoration turns into obsession, Kelly discovers that her whole family is in danger. And that's it. Oh, oh that's it. That's that's a nice little. T- that's like a like an appetizer. That's a mouth wetter right there. <laughs> I do like it. That's good. It gives you it gives you enough, but not enough because you don't know how zany this is gonna get. <laughs> uh, I have questions. I have questions. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and I always mention just like the Rotten Tomatoes score just to see what other people. Yeah, are please. Thinking. This was thirty. Thirty three. You're close. So audience score twenty seven percent. There's no critic score for. Uh, TV films, because they just don't even bother. But 27% yeah. by the audience, so not not, not too far off. Yeah, I was close. And, and from reading the reviews from people, it's the people who like it are people like you. you know, who Really? Enjoy, like, who enjoy the silliness of these kind of films. And the people who didn't like it were, like, completely did not get the whole Lifetime movie thing. They're like... <laughs> they, like, thought this was going to be film. Like, <laughs> like, real film. They were like, oh, damn it. I missed the Oscars for this. Like, And I wanted to be clear, because we do have an international audience. I don't know if Lifetime is a channel, like, around the world. I think it's known, though. There's, like... Oh, so I was talking to my buddy, he's Croatian, that I work with, and I told him that I love Lifetime movies, and he didn't understand, he knew the concept of a Lifetime movie, but he didn't know that they were called Lifetime movies because of the Lifetime channel. Oh, like, He didn't okay. know that That's it was like, 
yeah, he didn't know the connect between them. I was like, oh, I love Lifetime movies. And he's like, oh, yeah, these, like, you know, over-the-top love story kind of bullshit movies. I was like, yes. But he didn't know that it's on Lifetime channel. Yeah, so there's a TV channel and pretty much airs these movies. I don't. They wanna... make, like, one a week, at yeah. least. They're like a movie factory, pretty much, for these kinds of movies. And, and they shoot them all pretty much in one take from what it seems <laughs> like. Like, nobody nobody goes back and redoes any lines. They're just like, it's like a soap opera. They're just like, we're going to crank this out. We got two weeks to make it. Let's go. There's an so, art to it. There we is. Got, recently, I was on um, Joey and Mike Manzi's podcast for Tom Hanks. I think Hanks for the Memories, it's called. And yep. they, we did a sitcom, Tom Hanks for a sitcom, uh, Bosom Buddies. And okay. there is a language to sitcoms, you know? It's like, yeah. it's an art form in itself. You might not like that art form, but... That's just how it's done. And there's an art form to Lifetime movies that's separate from regular movies. And like you said, they're done fast. They have... Yeah. You know, Lifetime. there's no point for Lifetime to spend tons of money on, like, a film with action scenes or anything like that. No. Oh, no, mind you, they do have action scenes, but they're a different kind of action scene, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're going to crank these out. This is for a woman at home who may or may not have kids that's, like, home alone on a Saturday. <laughs> and that's when this movie is meant to be put on. Like, she's home. She's like, oh, I'm in between doing laundry. I'm going to turn on High School Lover. And she's like, I bet this is about a love that's in high school. And then you turn <laughs> it on. And, like, if you miss 15 minutes of it, it doesn't really matter because you're going to pick back up right where you left off. And you'll figure out who this is really quick. They like to do, like, a lot of repetition. They're like, oh, he's a famous actor. And they tell you every 10 minutes that he's a famous actor in case you missed it. Like, stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah, they, t they repeat things a lot. And I find that when they air a new one, right, like, they air it a lot. so that Oh, yeah. So that if you miss certain parts, you just catch it another day at another time. and They'll also play it like three times in a row. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so this is my favorite. I think that the best way to enjoy a Lifetime movie is you start in the middle, and then you watch to the end, and then you rewatch the beginning. I think that's how they're meant to be watched. You're almost and like I... Quentin Tarantinoing it yourself. Yes, because cause I, I tried to explain this to Rachel. She's like, oh, no, pause the movie. I'm like, no, 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 you just go to the bathroom and come back, and then you watch it a second time through. <laughs> like, that's how the movie's meant to be enjoyed, because they're going to play it twice in a row. So, like, I'll put a new one on. She'll be like, we can't start it in the middle. I'm like, that's the perfect time to start it, because you, you don't need to know the beginning. They're going to repeat it, and, and then you're going to go back and rewatch <laughs> the beginning after it. So it doesn't matter. It's so true. You're so right about that. Yeah. Like, if I was, like, to show my friend a Lifetime movie for the first time, I think you'd have to like start it in the middle you have to have commercials and you have to like watch it on loop so that's how i feel about it yeah that's something i missed on this watch i definitely yeah. like needed the commercials you know i don't need them but it's part of the like you said it's part of the atmosphere of watching a lifetime yeah you need to like like downy soft like you know you need like laundry <laughs> products you need like like all of these things to be involved like home products right because it's like it's driven towards this audience and you need that like breakup to feel it and the transitions feel better when it like cuts straight to like laundry detergent and stuff like that right yeah because you can tell when the transitions are because it, like yes. like what you said after a commercial break they'll remind you what the plot is if that makes sense. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah they'll come back and they'll be like him again i can't believe the actor's back and you're like the actor that loves the young girl and then you're like yeah and th th that's what they do every time all right let's go through this cast and well crew you know i didn't even bother looking up the director i forgot um, <laughs> i don't think you missed anything i'm sure i just like finding out like who 
wrote this kind of stuff or who uh, directed. Yeah. Jarrell Rosales <laughs> is his name. Okay. He doesn't have really a bio or... No. The only film under his belt is High School Lover. So Perfect. Okay. okay. You know, probably just yeah. like an intern there, there that week, you know? <laughs> I like to imagine how they write these, and I think it's just like, they ha- it's like uh, the South Park when they have like the um, the Family Guy, like how to make a Family Guy episode, right? They're like, this! <laughs> yeah. And it's just they pull balls out of a hat or whatever, and they're just like, yeah, like we just need like killer, okay, high school, okay. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, actor? Like what's, what's his job? Actor? Okay, cool. Yeah. Ah, so... Actually, I found a connection here. So, one of the writers, and okay, I can't tell if this is a movie or a show or something. Okay. But she wrote something in 2016. By the way, the film's from 2017, but she wrote something in 2016 that starred James Franco in it. It's called oh. Mother May I Sleep with Danger. Ooh, that sounds like <laughs> that sounds good too. Was it another Lifetime movie? I, I'm trying to figure out if it was. I can't really find much information about it. Mother, may I sleep with danger? <laughs> There's an original. No, I found it. I found this one. It's um Tori Spelling and James Franco. Nice. Yeah. Um, when some old made-for-TV thriller is rerunning too much on Lifetime, they have to have remade it in a Halloween style. What? <laughs> oh, it is a Lifetime movie then. It is. Yeah. Wow. It was on okay. June 18th. Yeah, it was another Lifetime movie, and Franco was in it. So this is not his first Lifetime movie foray. Apparently not. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Good to know. We're just in a... my favorite movie website. There's a there's a Lifetime movie category, and they have 1,222 of these movies in that category. Oh right my now. God. <laughs> 1,200 Lifetime movies. Yeah. Okay. So we're discovering some things here. We're we're figuring out the clues of why James Franco. Did this film so he's done one before with the same writer so the star of this film though is and we'll get to franco later but Pauli- yeah. paulina singer she plays kelly winters she's yes. the lover i suppose so she's most known for the show called dead of summer on freeform the i've r- never seen it i've never seen it either but the yeah. writer for this film also worked on that show so oh, conne- that connections there it seems like yeah. these lifetime movies it's like you just ask your friends, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like the podcast world like, you know, you'd be like, "Hey, do you want to come write this movie?" Like, mm, I got an idea. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, so like the celebrity guy, the young he's not younger than her, but I think he's like yes. 25. Christian Booth is his name and he's played by a guy named Francois Arnaud. That's a, that's a good name. <laughs> and he's most known for a show I also didn't see, The Borgias. Oh, no. And that's I haven't re- seen that. And that's really all he's done. Now, Rachel was saying he reminded her of... Oh, fuck, no, I already forget. I just assumed my audience uh, knew, but I forgot. You're, of course, referring to the famous Rachel. Yes, the famous Rachel, my oh. wife Rachel, who I watch this movie with, who I watch all the movies with, so like I, I'll refer to her. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, I love it. The famous Rachel, yeah. she has at least some party She's lore. She's a big fan of yours, for sure. Well, I'm a big fan of hers. We're, we're fans Good. of each other. <laughs> um, but the friends here are like more popular now. Um, first, you have Lana Condor, who plays Allison, and she really had a breakout year last year, because she was a star of a movie we talked about on this podcast, To All the Boys I Love Before, on Netflix. Which oh, I haven't watched that yet. It's targeted towards younger people, but it is... Yeah, that's what Rachel, I think, watched it, maybe. But it was really, really good. Everybody said that, yeah, they loved it. 
I, I loved it too, and it was like it was an awesome movie and just well done. So, and she was awesome in it. She plays a much different character, but she was awesome in that film. So it was awesome seeing her in this. And yeah. the other friend is Tyler Alvarez, who who we know from yeah. American Vandal. Yep, he's American Vandal. Yeah, which was awesome too. So like both these people were like breakout Netflix stars. Yeah, last year. Or, like, did American Vandal come out before this? Well, it might have. I th- the first season. It might have, yeah. But I don't know. Like, it could have been something they filmed at the same time. or I- I'm not sure. Yeah. He was another actor when I turned on this movie. I saw him come in, and I was like, oh, shit, American Vandal. And then, <laughs> then I was like, this is going to be so good. <laughs> and I guess the other person of note here is Julia Jones, and she plays Samantha Winters. Yes. James Franco's wife. Apparently she's on Westworld now, and she's famous oh. for the Twilight series. I didn't recognize her from Twilight. I do love me some Twilight movies. She's but, in like um, three of them, so... I don't recognize her from those. She might be like a background vampire. No, maybe she's the mom or something. I need to I need to <laughs> ask her to show me now. <laughs> yeah. She might play the mom in that, too. I think. I, I'm, I'm guessing you guys couldn't tell Brian if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing she's Edward Cullen's mom. It's possible. I mean, I, I just looked it up quickly. Know. Oh, the other one I wrote down is Prince Rama as themselves. That's a real band? <laughs> yeah, which I did not know. <laughs> I that... just called them shitty Empire of the Sun the whole <laughs> notes that I have. Because that's what they reminded real. me of. I totally thought that was like a fake band. They would Same. have that kind of name. They would look like I... that, you know? <laughs> I came in and I was like, Rachel, they couldn't even get a re- like a good <laughs> fake band. And she was like, she was like, I don't know. Like, you know, like I, the songs all sounded like fake made for lifetime movie songs. Yeah, no, they did, and that's why I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, if Lifetime were going to make a song that this fake band would yes. make, it would be this song. You know Exactly. That's what I felt like, too. <laughs> and then, of course, yeah. we have our big guy, James Franco, plays Rick Winters, the father of uh, Kelly Winters. So, also, he's a producer on this film. One of the theories that I saw written down in a review was... Maybe he just wanted two paychecks. Okay. Like, that's possible. That would be fair. Yeah. We know James Franco, like, there's even, a, like, a famous Saturday Night Live sketch about it. We know he loves, like, jobs and just, like, doing random shit. I like having jobs. <laughs> yeah, he does. He, he was, like, NYU professor, like, all this kind of stuff. It, yeah, it makes sense. We said, like, he's, like, the Netflix of actors. <laughs> like, you know, your show has been greenlit. He's like, I'll do it. He, I'll do it. He, I think he's even, like, more prolific than Nicolas Cage is. Like, he just does everything. Well, Nicolas Cage just, you know, pretty much acts. Like, he'll... Yeah. James Franco gets behind the camera. James Franco, like... He does everything. He'll be like a carpenter, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, He's set design. Yeah. (laughs) Lighting crew. (laughs) I love it. You know, there's a bit of, like, a a monkey in the room, though, with James Franco. And doing this is... What I can't understand is... He's someone where there's, like, some of this Me Too buzz around him. Yes. Like, I was reading, there's actually, like... Not allegations, because he admitted they're true. Like, he on Instagram was, like, flirting it up with this 17-year-old girl. And it's not illegal in New York, despite what this movie says. Like, 17 is the age of consent in New York. Okay. So, technically, it wasn't illegal, and he admitted that, like, he was wrong for doing it. And he literally, like, tweeted once, I hope parents keep their teens away from me. Oh. And then he does this as the father? (laughs) Like, you know? Yeah, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Like, why? Jeez. Look, we... I'm I'm not forgiving him. So when I say this, please, people. But 
People make mistakes, right? Why do a movie like this to highlight that? That's some R. Kelly type shit, right? Like, <laughs> that, that's AJ nothing but a number or album title type shit. Yeah, exactly. Or like Jerry Sandusky's, what was his novel called? Touched or something? Something oh, like that. Oh, God, yeah. Like, oh, God. just playing with fire. Not in good dude. taste. No. Yeah. Dude, just <laughs> let's just avoid this topic. Like, if you're kind of. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, and also, like. The high school lover, who's not James Franco again, I want to be clear. Yeah. He has, like, a huge temper in this film. I mean, that's, like, understating it. And James Franco is known to be an actor who has a really bad temper. You but, can see it. Yeah, no, definitely. Recently, like, just in himself, like, in his roles and stuff. Like, you could see that he's a guy that could, like, fly off the handle just being a weirdo. Like, he doesn't have to do a Lifetime film. We know this. He doesn't need the money, presumably, right? Like, unless he... Right, yeah. People gambling so. debt. Yeah. So why is he choosing this of all Lifetime movies to do? I'm just so confused. Oh, I was going to mention um, Busy Phillips, who was in Freaks and Geeks with him recently in a memoir, said that, like, in a scene, like, he pushed her on the ground and, like, started yelling at her. Like, he's just known for having, like, a temper on set. Like, he reminds me kind of of the younger character in, in high school yeah. to a lover. So I'm like, what the hell? Like, maybe he's doing it as, like, a redemption thing, like, to be on the other side of things, to, like, understand maybe. the father's perspective. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, he just, like, he just wanted to see what it would feel like if he played the dad, like, if, <laughs> if this would be weird for him or something. And I don't know. Okay, just honestly, did he feel like a dad to you? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> He's more of, like, their, like, creepy gym teacher, if anything. <laughs> well, one, I mean, we haven't said it yet, but the mustache. The porn stash, for yes. sure. A That's legit pretty bad. porn stash. <laughs> the porn stash is pretty bad. And then the, like, creepy over-affection with her stepmom, who's half the age between them, right? Like, yeah, he's 20 years older than his daughter, and she's 10 years older than his daughter. So there's, like, 10 years, 10 years in between those two, and he's like, oh, yeah, like... We're gonna make out in front of you, kids, and it's like, Dad, stop! Like that's pr- that's pretty creepy to me. <laughs> but how can I put it? the dad doing that? Yes, James yes. Franco doing that, and I couldn't get past it. Even creepier. It was just like, it was odd, you know. Like I yeah. did not see James Franco as this girl's father. No. Another thing, okay, and I I'm not like into the celebrity gossip. I'm really not. Though you and okay. I one morning spent a full couple hours just watching Lindsay Lohan <laughs> yell at a refugee yes. in a language she pretended to speak <laughs> yes we did yes yeah, so th- that might negate what I just said <laughs> but James Franco who is 40 now and I think he was trying to play 40 in this film he's yeah. 40 now and that was only what like two years ago when this came out so whatever but is dating a 25 year old which is whatever I don't now really, I don't really care in real life yeah in real life but okay and again I don't really care whatever but that's, like, the age of the mom here, so I don't know if he's, like, living this movie out. Yeah, maybe he is. <laughs> to me, James Franco dates women like her. I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel like the part was written for a guy who actually looked, like, 50, you know? Like, yeah. I'm, uh, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Greer. Pretty woman. The, this guy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, I, like gear, that's, yeah. What, that's what I'm imagining, like, this character would have been, like, a, like an older, like, disti- silver foxy kind of guy. Yeah, distinguished, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> not James Franco. <laughs> yeah, who looks like a small child with a porn stash. Yeah, exactly. Like, he looks like, really it, young. It was yeah. so perplexing. And, I mean, now that we're talking about ages, I felt like the film really, like, sexualized our lead here. They definitely did. <laughs> like... 
like, I don't know how to say this without sounding creepy, but they certainly were, like, showing a lot of, like... Skin. Skin, yes. Skin. Yes, fair. <laughs> and I, I thought we were supposed to be like, oh, no, she's a 17-year-old. This isn't good for her. No, 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 no. No, definitely not. She, She's she's playing it up. She's playing 20. You know what I mean? Like... I'm, I mean, she probably is twenty. Yeah. But like, she she looks like she looks very mature in these. In like, they they let her wear suggestive clothing. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, not no, that no, a guy no. should hit on her or no. anything like that. But like, she's wearing like low cut shirts in school. Like Rachel came out one time. She was like, "Holy fuck!" She was wearing that in school, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's what I thought." Like fully like cut to the navel shirts, and she's just like, "I'm out of school now." And you're like, "Whoa!" Like, how did anybody <laughs> get anything done today? Like, very distracting. And it's not distracting in a way like, "Oh, she looks like immature, and she's putting on her stepmom's clothes," and like that. Yeah. Like, we're not supposed to think that. Like, literally, they could have shot a movie the next day of her playing like a 25 year old model, and people would be like, "Oh, she's super hot," you know? Like, yep, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. His line, Christian's, Christian's lines, lines figuring out her age. He's like, how old are you? Don't tell me. Let's like live for the moment or something like. Oh my God. They're so bad. They're so bad. (sighs) Oh, from that line, can I just transition to my favorite line in the whole film? Why not? This is a free for all today. We're just having fun. My favorite scene in the film is when they first meet him and they're leaving the club and they're in the back of the limo, right? And <sighs> and the one guy's doing cocaine and she, and she and the girl looks up and goes, "Yeah, of course I'll do some. I'm not a kid, so right." And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like so, like you know, like it's it's the reverse of the like how are you doing fellow children yeah, exactly. you know like that exactly. she's like i'm an adult like i'm definitely not a kid so of course i'll do cocaine you know like <laughs> it was oh, so perfect god. oh god that was what i i watched it, i was like holy shit that <laughs> scene was so good there's so much of that too <laughs> i know yeah there's a lot of it there is definitely a lot. Do you want to go through the plot of the movie? Let's just like loosely go through it. So James Franco okay. is the dad, and he's also like I think he's like the like a D- he's a producer of movies. Yeah, like a DP. Like he's not he's not like a high level producer because he clearly works for other people on okay. movies, and they seem like they're lifetime style movies. Honestly, like, yeah, <laughs> essentially. Because what would Lifetime use for a movie set? Obviously their own set, you know? It was probably yeah, for, I, for next week's movie. They, they just, like, turned the camera around, you know? <laughs> they just, like, spun it. Like, they're shooting the scenes, and, like, the house is in one side of the room. They just turn it around, face the chairs, and they're like, Franco, go sit over there. Oh, my God, that is so true. <laughs> right? Like, you're going to see, though, like. that, like, James Franco was the DP for the next week's, like, Lifetime film. <laughs> They're shooting them at the same time, just simultaneous. It's literally that film. (laughs) That's awesome. So so he's a DP, and oh, she's there, right, for the original thing, and they kind of see... She comes in, yeah, yeah, like, the the first scene is, like, the the daughter's there, and he's like, you know, take your kid to work day, essentially. (laughs) Yeah, And and she's, like, there, and she's like, oh, Dad, like, you know all these actors, and he's like, yeah, go take selfies with them. And she's like, no, I'm not a kid. (laughs) And one of them happens to be the friend of our uh, crazy actor guy. Yes. Like, he's in the entourage, at least. <laughs> yeah, he is. 
And then the mom, the mom picks him up. We get instant conflict. Yeah, it's so, like, it's so, it's so stupid too. She's like, "Oh, did you have fun with your dad today?" And she's like, "Shut up, young one," or like something yes. along these lines. And it's like, "Oh, okay." In true to traditional lifetime fashion, she has to like state the conflict in a very obvious way. Like she's angry at her because she's not her mom and she's very young. And, like, that, that's the things we needed to get from which, that conversation. Which, what you're saying is true. She literally says these things. Yeah. You, you know, there's no implication that, oh, she probably resents her because, the mom, you know, she's young and she's not the mom. She's like, you're not my mom. You're too young. <laughs> yeah, that's, those are the lines. Like, that's how you write these movies. There's no ambiguity and there's no, like, nuance to Lifetime movies. You have to just watch them and, and guess if you're guessing it right, like Rachel and I just like yell out loud, we're like, oh, like this is going to happen, you know? And we're like, no, both of us were wrong. <laughs> like that's how you watch the movie. Okay, so. <laughs> Lifetime movies definitely require participation. Yeah, you can watch them alone, but they're yell at the TV kind of films. Yes, you have to yell at the TV. You're like, oh shit. Like, you know, like you need to like, you know, like in the movie theater yelling kind of situation, like that's what you need to bring to a lifetime movie experience. So she's like, I hate you. You're not my mom. You're too young. And like, we cut back. Then we start to get this thing where she's like stealing all of her clothes. Yeah. So she like kind of likes that she's a young, she has a young stepmom, but she doesn't. So she's kind of torn about this. I think they did this scene to show that, like, the stepmom, again, to tell us that the stepmom is trying to be nice to her. Yeah, she's trying to be cool. She's a hip <laughs> stepmom. Yeah. <laughs> and to get us more lines of, like, oh, she's young. She's 25. I'm not your real mom. You know, like, there's, like, three yes. scenes in a row of that. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You, in case you were in the bathroom or folding your laundry, <laughs> you know that, like, now you come back, you're like, who's that? You're like, you're not my stepmom again. And you're still too young. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's who it was. I think the next, like, impact scene is, well, we get some school scenes. Oh, that's where we meet uh, American Vandal Kid. And, American Vandal. <laughs> yeah. And Lana, Lana Condor. And they're concocting a plan for... How to, like, go to this party in the city of some made-up celebrity. They live in the beach, and it's not in the city, but it's close to... I'm assuming it's, like, Long Island or something? So Yeah, so this movie's definitely supposed to be New York, right? Because it feels so L.A. (laughs) Oh, my God, so much. I mean, we obviously have our, like, establishing city shots, but the beach, that's an L.A. beach. Yeah, that's what we were saying. Like, they walk along this beach, and I'm like, there's no fucking beach in New York that looks like this. No. I and mean, everybody's like, maybe they're at the Jersey Shore. And I'm like, no, I don't know. No. And again, like, we all live... You live in New York. Yes. And we all live I live in the- close to New York. Like, we're not... Like, this isn't what New York feels like. It no, feels like, like LA. <laughs> your northeastern beach scene, for you guys not in the northeast, is very, like, old fisherman style, you know? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Coney Island, big. Like, when you see that kind of situation, like, more of that. Like, really gray beach. Nobody really out there. No. No. Okay, yeah. So you got your two types. You have your, like, beach from, like, the turn of the century that's, like, (laughs) you know. Yeah. That was the resort at one point and no longer is just for, like, fun, you know, whatever. Or you have your, like, nautical fisherman style kind of. Yeah. Town with boats, even because like you, Maine, New England, because yeah. even the Hamptons, yeah. super rich, but it has more of that feel than like it does the big L.A. beach like lifeguards and you know. Yeah, no, it doesn't feel like that. I agree. There's no no running on the beach like type situation. Yeah, no, no, it's very much more rare than her just like 
I'm going to go run on the beach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's very, again, it's very clearly California. But whatever. Let's assume they live in Long Island and she... Maybe, they, yeah. They take the train in or something. Uh, yeah, so they, they have a plan to... This is, I Pretend just, to go to a Nets game. Yeah, I was going to say... <laughs> That's a good excuse, yeah. That's a really good excuse. <laughs> Not to come back at 4 a.m., but sure. <laughs> they pretend to go to a Nets game, and they're actually going to this super cool loft party. Have you ever done this? That's what, I have this in my notes. Have, did you grow up like close enough to New York City? Yeah. I don't I, know where you grew up. I grew up 20 minutes away. Okay. And did you ever like sneak into the city when you were in high school? I'm trying to think. I don't think I was cool enough, you know? Um, okay. I would go into the city, but it was never um, a sneak thing. My parents are from the city, so like I, yeah. I was always going into the city. I know a lot of kids I grew up with in the suburbs, again, only 20 minutes away, but like their parents grew up in New Jersey, and they were like, oh, the city's a bad place, full of like crack. Yeah, yeah. And like I think but I mean, those like, kids did you have did you more. have a was there a group of kids in high school that were like we're going into the city tonight? Like our parents don't know. Like we know of a special party in somebody's apartment. Or something like this? Honestly, not really. Oh, um, damn. Okay. <laughs> did you do that? I mean, like, I lived in Pittsburgh. I grew up in Pittsburgh. So, it, I mean, there, it was, like, a house somewhere. It was more of, like, somebody's house. Like, you'd, like, go to that, like, as opposed to, like, go into the city. There was nothing in downtown Pittsburgh when I was a kid, so. Well, and that, yeah. that's kind of, you know, if we were going to go somewhere or even sneak somewhere, it usually was just... A house. Again, I yeah. I wish I was cool enough to know like loft parties. Like yeah, same. <laughs> I don't need this like normal exposure for like a normal kid. But I was just like, I wondered if there was even like a time that you were like, I'm gonna sneak in and like go see a Mets game, and like my parents don't know about it. But it's like, why would you lie to your parents about that? You could just like tell them you're going with your friend. Like it's not as long as you're not like a huge weirdo. Like why would they care? So exactly, you know, simple as that. I think my parents trusted me enough, and really, I wasn't going to loft parties. If I was going to a game, that probably would be cool. They'd be like, oh, good, yeah. Yeah, and even if I was like, oh, you know, we're going to spend the afternoon in the city, my, my mom would just be like, oh, that's great. Let me know how it is, you know? Yeah, it, it, that's I, cool. And I really, I didn't party too, too much anyway. And again, I, like, I'm going to say something like that. I certainly was not going to loft parties. I think I was, like, too afraid to get caught in the city, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, busted by, like, a police officer that they might call your parents. You'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, no, so... I did not live this experience of this film at all. Okay. Like, I could officially say I, I relate very little to this movie. <laughs> okay. So they go they to go the, the city. Yeah, they go to this they, loft they party. Beat, and they even say that they're like, oh, look, there's a bunch of B actors here. Like, they even, like, <laughs> throw it out. And you're like, bro, this is a Lifetime movie. You guys are B actors. Oh, my God. I thought that was so hilarious because, like, this Francois guy is playing a B actor who's more yes! established than him, you know? <laughs> he is, yeah. Because he's in, like, six episodes of The Notebook, essentially, is, like, what they're, like, yeah. making it out to be. And he's like, yeah, man, like, it's hard being a B actor. But this guy in real life <laughs> is playing is playing a better actor than he is in this movie. <laughs> so incredible. Like, I wonder if he, I mean, he obviously he just wants the paycheck, and he's... Right, yeah. It's easy gig, but... Exposure. And a lot of these people go on to sometimes become great actors. Like, there's a lot of Lifetime movies that you'll have, like crazy people in that weren't famous yet and you'll be like holy fuck they did a lifetime movie and you're like this was like their first or second movie you know <laughs> i mean look at again even american vandal kid and lana condor you know like they had a great year like after yeah. this so 
I mean, it is good exposure, and I'm sure it pays decently. And like you were saying, it doesn't take that long to do. It doesn't clog up your schedule. Yeah, exactly. So he's eyeing yeah. her up. He's eyeing up Kelly, right? So creepy. Yeah. Christian's eyeing up Kelly, and he's like, you know, kind of makes like a move to like suggest that they all come up there because all all three of the friends are there. And um, as she's like, no, I don't even care if it's him. Like, I'm going to ignore this. She turns around and he's behind her. Yeah. And like, creepily. And he's like, hi, like, I'm Christian. She's like, I know. And he's like, the cheesiest line. He's like, I know. Is that your name? Oh, God. And it's like, no, no, that's not, that's not even like she was like, huh. Like, any, th- th- that just didn't play as a pickup line ever. And like, why does not he need I... to do that? You know, he's. I don't Oh, by the way, I wrote down this, like, I love this entourage, because there's people called the Box Brothers, apparently. The Box Brothers. <laughs> and, like, as aggressively sexual as you can get, <laughs> why they named them that. Like, I was like, oh, they're called the Box Brothers. I was like, oh, maybe their last name is Box. And it's like, he's like, no, pound it. And, like, he, like, starts making, like, humping motions, and you're like, oh, no, it's that kind of Box Brothers. Like, that's what that means. Okay. And then there's also, like, a bisexual magician in the crew. We didn't know that he's bisexual. Not yet, no, but... First. <laughs> just... <laughs> I, just... I do love that the crew is B-list actors and a bisexual ma- magician. <laughs> I actually want to hang out with this crew because I bet they'd be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the one other note I had at this party was this bouncer should definitely get yes! fired and be arrested. Fired immediately! Yes! He goes, can I see some IDs? And they're like, IDs? And he's like, just kidding! Oh, yeah, and like sweeps them into the door! <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? I'm trying to think, what world is this guy in? Where, like, he's just kidding, minors in a, in a bar, like, he must do some sinister shit if that's like, a just kidding moment for him. He must see some sinister, you're so right. Like, he's like, this is the lowest crime I committed today. You should have seen me earlier. Yeah, wow. Like, like, I forgot about that. At this point, you're kind of... I'm thinking that this movie is going to be, like, this is just a statutory rape movie. Yeah, like, it almost seems like... Again, it's not her fault, and it's never the minor's fault. I'm not saying that. But it almost seems like they're keeping the secret from the crew so they can hang out with celebrities, which I'm sure happens all the time. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying it's a good thing, you know. No. But but I'm sure it happens all the time. You know, they go in the limo. That's where we get a, a lot of coke and alcohol. Of course, I'm not a child. <laughs> I, of course I'll do cocaine. Yes, that scene, my favorite scene. Yeah, and, and I, I think soon after we get that line, how old are you, don't tell me, you know, that kind of... Yeah, let's live in the moment. They, But, but, but he gentlemanly stops giving her alcohol and drinks her shot when when he asks her how old she is and she won't answer. He has like two shots and he like cheerses himself, drinks the first one, drinks the second one and doesn't force booze on her. And I was like, "Oh, this might actually turn out to be a movie where like they're just in love and like the dad's upset about it or something, right?" Yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing as you. Like I was thinking that that's where it could lead. I never and shame on me for not knowing Lifetime movies. I never thought it would lead to where it eventually led to, but we'll get there. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get there slowly but surely. So, like, the one kid is too drunk, right? Her friend is too drunk, and she's like, I'm going to take these guys home. And he's like, no, like, you should stay. And she's like, no, I have to take them home. So he sends them home with his limo. And I'm like, that's pretty strange, because they're, like, in Manhattan, and you know and I know this limo's not coming back for, like, two hours. <laughs> no matter where they're going, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like, they finally get home, or, like, they're, they're driving home, and he's texting her, because they're like, they're like, did you get his number? And she's like, I gave him mine. 
And then, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. He sends, like, the sweet, like, like oh, you shouldn't have left at, like, 4 a.m. The texting is where it starts to get a little bit, like, uh... Yeah, and he's like, I miss you or something already. And she's like, okay, I'm just gonna ignore him and go to bed. So she goes to bed. She wakes up three hours later, totally spry. She's just like, it's 7 o'clock. She shoots him a text message. She's like, hey, what's up? And he instantly responds... He's like, nothing. Do you want to hang out tonight? And she's like, yeah, tonight sounds great. It's just amazing so. how not cool he is about, like, responding instantly. And I, I think he even says a line that I was laughing at because I wrote it down. Like, she's in school and stuff, and we see, like, um, how can I put it? Like, the text messages on the screen. Yeah, they do that thing, kind of like the House of Cards thing. Yeah. Where, like, you see them looking at their phone, but then the texts come across on the side of the screen. She says, right, last thing I want is him thinking I'm a stalker. They say, like, the word stalker so many times in this film, just, like, get it in there. Foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. That's how these work. Yeah. I love it. Um, did, he, did she get caught on this one or no? Yes. Okay. So she comes downstairs, and James Franco's like, how'd you get in at 4 a.m.? And she's like, what? You're drunk. Like, I mean, like, well, she doesn't say this, but later we find that out. But she's like, what? How do you know? Like, when I came home, like, you weren't even here. And he's like, Sam told me, like, her stepmom. Like, oh, she's not a cool stepmom. <laughs> I think it's really funny how she, like, Sam, looks so guilty, like, that she told on yes. her. Yes. Yeah, she feels really bad about it. And then she does the thing again. She was like, you're not my real mom, and you're young, <laughs> and, like, I don't like you. And you're like, oh, okay, like, fourth time we hear this coming out of her mouth and james franco's like hey and then um <laughs> they hug and he's like but you're grounded for two weeks yeah and that's and she's, she's like, like how oh. am i gonna see my new boyfriend tonight yeah we're gonna see prince rama yeah we're gonna go see prince rama this fake real band <laughs> and he's like well i can go or your stepmom can go so that we're like oh dude the stepmom's gonna go oh definitely i thought that was where this was going but nope we're like, okay, the stepmom's going to go, and she's going to, like, redeem herself by, like, being cool. Like, the stepmom's going to kind of, like, let this happen, right? And it's like, nope. So they go to school. First of all, they all have packed sushi lunches. Did you notice this? <laughs> yeah, I did. So they all have, like, like little packed lunches, but it's all sushi. They're just all eating sushi. Because another thing about Lifetime movies is they like to portray city life how the middle of the country perceives city life. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> like, I'm sure that kids in New York going to public schools are just eating regular lunches, but, like, <laughs> no, to, like, show that they're, like, New York kids, we have to, like, feed them just sushi. Because, like, they're very, like, sophisticated, palated 14-year-olds. <laughs> Good fact. <laughs> I didn't realize that about Lifetime movies. I figured just, like... They use whatever foods at craft services for the actors. No. It's always that city life is, like, very glam. Like, everyone in the city life is glamorous. So, like, if you're, like, in the city, like, everybody's eating sushi. Everybody only drinks Starbucks. You know what I mean? It's, like, all of these things that, like, you would imagine that might happen but, like, isn't real at all. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they do that, and then she's like, okay, whatever. She comes home. And then Franco's, like, drunk, like, I'm ready to go to this fucking concert. This is what blew my mind. It's like, she knows that she has to go to this concert. Christian's texting her, like, are you going to be there? Because she's like, I can't tonight. Like, I'm going to the concert. He's like, I know them. I'm going to be there, too. So, like, we're setting up the conflict, right? I still think the stepmom's going to go. She comes home, and Franco's like, I'm ready to go to this concert. And he's drinking. How would you not just get him really drunk? 
before you go to the concert. You know, that's a good strategy. I didn't uh I didn't think of that. <laughs> that would have been my first play. Like if my dad was like, I'm gonna go to this concert and she's like, We need to go now I would have been like, No, dad, like let's have another couple drinks and you and like <laughs> l- let's listen to their album and you know, and he'd be like, Oh god, this is gonna be miserable and then he starts drinking faster and then by the time you show up he's hammered. He's not gonna know what's going on. Like you know what I mean? He's not gonna care. That, yeah. No. Unless that he's, been unless he's like a violent drunk or something. Which I yeah, could see. Yeah, but he doesn't seem like it. <laughs> you know I mean well, I see James Franco, Franco does, yeah, but that's not why. the dad. Yeah. The, the so. thing that I was like confused about too, honestly, was they're in New York, right? Most concerts yes. sell out or like they close to sell out. And this guy just is like, I'm coming with you. You know? No, he. She had an extra. I th- did she have an extra ticket? That was the case. They slipped that in, and I didn't hear it. Yeah, I don't think so. Now that you say that, but he's like, "Yep, I'm coming with you." <laughs> that and like, if he's even like anything involved with movies, how is he not the one that's like, "I got you guys tickets to this." This is why this movie is like so L.A., right? Because everyone, every single character, is involved with the entertainment industry somehow, right? Yes. Because you have the dad. Yeah. The mom used to be a model. It's one of her friends who hooks him up for, like, the celebrity party. It's more like L.A., or what I even imagine L.A. like. Not Probably not even realistic, but... <laughs> yeah, you, you imagine the lifetime version of L.A. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but everyone is connected here. Because she says, like, I have, to, I have to go to this concert, like, I can't hang out with you. And he's like, oh, no, I know those guys, like, I'll be there too. I was thinking, like, once I realized that this was a real band, after I'd seen it, I'm like... They signed up to be in this movie to be friends with, like, a creeper guy, like... Who's a B-list actor (laughs) that's playing, like, he's a C-list actor who's playing a B-list actor (laughs) in this movie. (sighs) Yeah, I guess. They show up to the concert, and now she has to figure out how to, like, ditch Franco and hang out with her new boyfriend. She's like, I'm just gonna be right back. The beer line's long, because he obviously wants to keep drinking, because he's a drunk. So, (laughs) So she's like, I'm gonna go, and then she, like, winds up, you know, like goes up to the bouncer like christian sees her and it's like come backstage and then introduces her to the band and they kiss and then she's like i have to go back down there before my dad freaks out right like my dad's here and like the other kid's drunk again and he's like her dad's here and this is where we start to realize that the bisexual magician is making out with both of them (laughs) we're like we looked and we were like Oh, like, we knew he was hooking up with the male high schooler, yeah. but then he's also hooking up with the female high schooler, and, like, we're like, is this a conflict? Like, did he just, like, switch, or, like, what? And it's like, oh, no, they're just, like, in in a tripod together. And I want to be like, oh, this is really progressive, this is new age, but these kids are... 17. Yeah, and which they make clear... New York law aside, they make clear in this film is underage. Yes. In the world of this film, that's... Regardless, like, you shouldn't do that and if you're yeah like are we just letting the asian girl hang out to dry here like no where's her mom to be pissed about this because like she's clearly in this weird relationship too like everybody's parents need to get involved here absolutely because not only that but like we said this magician has gotten both of them into drugs now as well (laughs) yeah now he's like like the kid's firmly doing cocaine again (laughs) like like they're they're not i'm a child i so i don't do cocaine or whatever anymore like they're they're firmly into drugs yeah it's been 48 hours right this is the next night yes and it's safe to say i mean i think it's fair obviously our lead and that whole family is never coming back from this but i don't think these kids are coming back from this either like her friends they've got a taste of the good life now man (laughs) 
like they're just trying to chase the dragon forever. So, <laughs> so she goes back down and she finds Franco and Christian. This is the first first glimpse we get of Christian being obsessive, right? Like he comes down and he's like, Who's "Oh God, this? yeah, oh God," and like does this like thing. And James Franco's like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And like all the girls around him are like freaking out. And she like walks over and he like sees her friends with this actor and he like comes out and Franco just like lays it all out. You know they're all 17, right? Dad. Yeah, I'm gonna take them home. He's like, they're 17, you're not. This is creepy. I'm taking all these kids home. Yeah, which is the right thing to do, I would say. The absolute right thing to do. Again, this isn't how I see. Th- I saw this turning, but he just like three sentences into this conversation, he's like, "Hi, I'm Christian." He's like, "I know who you are. You're old. They're not. They're out." And then that's, that's the cut scene. Like we're just done. And did you notice like the way he was looking at him looked like he was like jealous of her father at, t- at times? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, because because he thought that because he, he he says to her, "Did you bring a date to the concert?" And he's like concerned that like she was on a date with someone else <laughs> is what it was okay and, and obviously she likes older men so you know <laughs> oh man let's see oh I, I would say the next as we skip along that well first of all the shock moment there was that yes. like he that james franco the dad like anna- like announces her age because i don't think it's like a hundred percent established how old she is at that point no she's not he doesn't know it's like no. he's he's playing he's doing the like AJ, nothing but a number. I don't know her age. You know, yeah. reasonable doubt. Like, he he doesn't, you know, know. So he's fine for now. And I was but like, oh, no, cat's out of the bag. But apparently it didn't even matter to him, you know? No, he didn't care. And then, uh... Because oh. <laughs> later in the movie... <laughs> to skip ahead, though. Fine. Later in the movie, Franco goes, like, she's 17. He goes, do you want me to wait till she's 18? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, Uh-oh. "What?" I definitely want to talk like, about this whole beach scene eventually because that. Yeah, was we'll like, get to it. We'll get that to was it. a that was a. I had a lot of notes <laughs> doozy on, on that one. Yeah, uh, the next like big scene, I think. Oh, he shows up at her high school, Christian Booth. Yeah. Now he knows she's in high school, yeah. and then he texts her the next day, and he's like, "What are you doing? Come hang out with me." And she's like, "I'm in class <laughs> because I'm 17." <laughs> like you know this now, and he's like, "Oh, okay, whatever." And then he just like shows up with a Harley. Yeah, and you know they have a little like romantic getaway. But what? I'm sorry. Like, go ahead. If it, you don't say it, I'm going to say it because I have so I have a thought. And I don't know if we're on the same wavelength okay. right now. I'll let not. you say it. Okay. I want to know how any actor shows up. Every kid in the school knows who he is, and nobody pulls out their phones to Snapchat it. Oh my God! No, I I was thinking that that too, or anything like like kids today. I don't want to sound like an old person, but like kids today, everything is about like fucking social media and apps yeah, i probably don't even know about yeah for selfies right like somebody's gonna know that like he was there a d-list actor shows up at school and that happens yeah youtube stars <laughs> it's like true. yeah like somebody's gonna know that this guy is there as soon as he, like he's even close to the property yeah there's not even one phone out they're all just like gawking at him and nobody's talking <laughs> i know i know <laughs> no nobody's saying anything and i was like i thought Right away, a teacher would find out because yeah. kids talk, you know. Oh my yeah. god, the celebrity was at school. What was he doing? He went away with one of our students. Yeah, yeah, I would be shocked. Like even if some, if an actor that I knew walked by the front of my work 
<laughs> my whole work building would know that it was that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just how people are. Like, you would just be like, was that fucking, like, who was it? Paul McCartney was in New Haven, and everyone knew that night that Paul McCartney was in New Haven, like, visiting his grandson, you know? <laughs> really? That's and, like, I wasn't even anywhere. Like, I don't have that many friends. <laughs> and, like, people were like, dude, I saw Paul McCartney last night. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, how did, I? but everyone knew, like, oof, like, instantaneously. Again, especially a high school with these kids. Yeah! It, it, it's, it's crazy. And the other thing I was going to say, though, is obviously there's laws against this, but if you're an adult, a fully established adult, and you're picking up your girlfriend from high school, red flag, buddy, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's a problem. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, whatever. They have, like, kind of just, like, a silly rendezvous, like, trying to get into, like, I never grew up because I was a child star, you know? Yes. Moments. Where- that, and then... And then he's like, okay, so, like, I'll see you again. T- well, he, she comes home, and it's firmly 10 p.m. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, they drive off. It's sunset. He drives her to her house. She left school. It's 10 p.m. She looks at her phone. Oh, that's when he gives her the necklace. I mean, he gives her the necklace on that date, right? I, yes. Because I wrote down, like, when he gives her the necklace, he says, this way I can be wrapped around you at all times. I brought you something. This way I can be wrapped around you all the time. Yes, I had that too. I had that too. But so he immediately leaves and she's like, he's like, what are you doing tonight? And she's like, I, I just walked in the house. And he's like, cool, I'm outside. And then he like has the limo and she has to sneak out because she's still grounded, right? This is like night three. And he takes her to this thing and he's like, oh, by the way, I don't know if you noticed it or not, but he picks her up in the limo and on that first date, my friend Zach pointed it out to me. He's like, that limo fridge is fucked, okay? And I don't know if you, like, saw it or no. not, but, like, the like the drink lineup, like, everything was just, like, completely disheveled. Like, it was just, like <laughs> everything was turned over. There's nothing there. And then, like, he reaches into, like, the ice bucket and pulls out a bottle of champagne. But, like, everything in the limo was just, like, turned. Like, it, like they didn't clean it from, like, that party. Like, it just wasn't... Re- like, they just... They were like, oh, just next scene. Just, like... Li- they must have had the limo for, like, three hours. Like, shoot all the Probably. limo scenes now. <laughs> you know? We gotta like, shoot the limo scenes. Yeah, you're right. Speaking of the limo, like kind of similar to what we're saying, like this is a suburban neighborhood, and nobody yes. is noticing a limo pulling up to this house like t- at all hours of the day. <laughs> all hours of the day, con- so many consecutive days in a row. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody, just nobody sees it or cares. We're like, how did they not hear the limo? He's like, I heard you come in at four, and it's like there was also a limo outside. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes her. And they arrive at, like, oh, yeah. a chopper pad, like a <laughs> helicopter pad. And I thought that there was going to be a helicopter pilot in the helicopter. One would think. And one would think. And she's like, are you a helicopter pilot? He's like, I played one on TV before. Which I like, thought was a cute joke. And then, you know, there's going to be a helicopter pilot. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. And and my buddy's like, is he going to fly the helicopter? I was like, no, there's going to be a pilot. I'm like, you can't just, like, fly the helicopter. And, like, they get in two seats. He's fucking flying it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess he was wasn't kidding. <laughs> and I don't know if you could like so he went to pick her up. I don't know if you could just like park your helicopter on the helipad, go pick someone up in the suburbs, then come back to this this city shot of the helicopter and like drive your own helicopter not drive, fly your own <laughs> helicopter away. I don't know, man. I really do love movie geography of <laughs> New York City. That's my favorite cuz it's like okay, she's on Long Island. So that was like at least an hour 
worth of driving to get her to come back to your helicopter, which is another <laughs> hour. So two hours that he just had the helicopter just, like, ready to cook, like, <laughs> on the pad, just keys in it, just waiting, man. Just, like, the shots in the helicopter, too, you know? Yeah, because you could just fly, like, right by every building in New York in a helicopter, and, like, nobody says anything about it. It's, like, <laughs> totally fine. So they're they're in the helicopter date. He's doing, like, he's trying to do, like, the Brian Starin drive. Yeah, 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 e- exactly. But in a helicopter, which I was trying to... Th- uh, okay, yeah, I'll continue on, then I'll go back. He's, he's doing the Brian Starin drive. She's like, no, like, be safe. And he's like... I am safe, or whatever. (laughs) And then she takes her thing off, and, you know, they talk. Like, he has, like, a moment with her. Like, you don't understand my struggles internally, whatever. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I do. I'm now going to fellace you in the helicopter while you're flying it. God. (laughs) And and he's like, cool, I'll take video on your phone. Like, sure. Like, that makes any sense. And then I'm like... (laughs) I was wondering, I was like, is this really dangerous or not that dangerous? Because, like, when you're in the sky, there's, like, a lot of free area, right? Like, so, like, do you think you're more or less likely to do something wrong if you're, like, fooling around in a helicopter versus a car? I think less. I think I would say less, too. The only thing that would, like, maybe convince me otherwise is that they're in a highly, like, traffic Populated metropolis. With a lot of building. Yeah, I agree. But if we're taking, like... You know, a simulation of just air or land. I think it's more much safer. Yeah, much safer in a helicopter, especially. You're not flying like a biplane or something. You know. Yeah, exactly. I think that like it could, you could pretty much hover it, right? There must like, be like a be... hover mode on a helicopter. <laughs> That's what I mean, like autopilot. Yeah. Like, and you just like stay there, right? That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> I'm just guessing. I'm not a helicopter pilot. I have no idea. I just keep thinking back to the people writing this script. You know, Hel- like who? Helicopter blowjob scene. Let's do it. (laughs) I want to. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's good. It was something that I had never seen before. You ever (laughs) seen a helicopter blowjob scene in a movie? That's a good point. I've never seen one, so I was like, okay, that's interesting. He records video. You're like, oh, he's getting creepy video of it. I'm thinking now this video is going to come out. This is going to be bad, right? Like he's going to like leak the video or something. Somebody's going to see it. This is going to be the major conflict of the movie. That's what I'm thinking at this time. Yeah, but no. <laughs> no, no. The, 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 the video just like, you know, it's kind of glazed over for a little bit. What happens, they, they like kind of get into a fight somehow. At some yeah, point. because she goes to school. She's like, oh, this is the great. And she goes to school and in like a tabloid, he's like with an- oh, another that's right. woman. <laughs> that's right. Yes. She's reading like Us Weekly <laughs> and he's with like, look at his new girlfriend. And it's not her. Yeah. And, and I thought it was going to be her, but nope. Same. No, and even from, like, the side profile, I was like, oh, shit, they found out about her. She's, like, now worried that, like, everyone knows that he's dating a 17-year-old. But no, it turns out somebody else. (laughs) So she doesn't, she takes the necklace off that she just got, which we were so hoping she was going to flush. I was hoping for a good necklace flush, but no, she doesn't flush the necklace. (laughs) She just drops her phone in the necklace and just goes home and turns her phone off. And then we see a funeral home's worth of flowers. Oh my god. Oh my god. In her living room. Like and I'm like, who died? And it's like, no, this is just all these fucking flowers for her. So stepmom comes in. Yeah. She's like really calm about it. And I was like, yo, if this was me and I'm the stepmom, I'm gonna be like, Your dad didn't buy these flowers. So one of us is gonna take heat for this and it's not gonna be me. 
Because when your father comes home and sees, like, a full living room worth of flowers, one of us did something, and I'm not answering <laughs> to that. <laughs> you know, that, that's a really good point. I mean, I think it's a red flag for anyone at any age if they're receiving that many flowers in one day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, someone has a problem, you know? It's, 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 we're getting more stalkerish into the behavior, right? Like, more creepy, <laughs> more stalkerish. So she's like, okay, like, I'm going to turn my phone back on for a second. And then her friends call her. She's like, okay, cool. And they're like, no, we just want you to come to the city. And, like, he wants to apologize. We're going to go bang the magician again. <laughs> come with us. And she's like, we should probably all stop, right? Like, and they're like, no, come on, come to the city and, like, hang out with them. And so we see him there, and then this is, like, the physical showing of him raging, right? Yeah. And they get there, and, like, Magician's making out with both of them again, and he just, like, he's like, I thought Kelly was coming. And they're like, ah, she said fuck off. And he just, like, smashes the wine glass in his hand. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I wanted some blood, though. I wanted, like, the the hand cut. Like, I wanted (laughs) him to open his hand and, like, show the, like, glass. Well, he he needed to use it later, that's why. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now we're getting like he's he's gonna be real crazy, <laughs> and you're like, okay, fine. So she's at school. They're like they they make up somehow, and then they bang again. They bang for the first time. Yeah, right. Which okay, I had issues with these scenes too because like they're just kind of like I don't say generic sex scenes, but they, they're very generic sex scenes. Yeah, and it shouldn't be. They should be kind of creepy to us. At least they should be showing it to us that way. Oh, you wanted to show that it's like, this is a forbidden love type thing? No, no, I, I think it was a little too romantic, I guess is what I'm saying. That's what I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you want it to be like, not tacky, but like another word for, like a faux pas. Like you want it to not be like sexual. It needs to be more like, oh, like the heat of passion. This is, to me, I need it to be like forbidden love. Well, like, yeah. Be like, like they're sneaking around and like... Like in a bathroom or something. Yes, exactly, exactly. That would not that I want that, but that makes more sense no. with the film. This to me is yeah. like, oh, it's a lifetime movie. We need to get our. Uh, it's our like life. American Beauty, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a really good, you know, comparison. Actually, it's it's way closer to American Beauty than it is like you know like something like Dirty. You're like, oh, what the fuck? Like, why is this so casual? And like, he's so crazy. Like, we already start to see these crazy. But then it's like, okay, we need to hit fast forward on this movie because we're coming up to the end. This is only an hour 20 movie. <laughs> we need to fucking get through it, right? Then we get to another big conflict, which before the beach scene, you have, she's in high school. They, they're at the lacrosse field. And she's like, oh, can I borrow your jacket? To my obviously gay friend who's said this a million times because it's a Lifetime movie. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> and he's it's not very like he clearly know gay. Friend, you know? His friend has literally hooked up with his other male friend. <laughs> He knows that they're, like, in this weird relationship. This is not, like, his girlfriend. This this isn't her high school boyfriend. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Because it's, okay, let's, like, go back a little. It's very clear that in this magician, um, polyamorous relationship between Lana Condor, American... uh, American Vandal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, American Vandal kid and uh, the magician, that it's not, like... Lana Condor and American Vandal Kid are not getting together, you know? Both That's what, of them. Zach was are asking me with... this. He was like he was like, How do you think this is playing out? And I was like, I really have no idea, but like I don't think that they're hooking up in between. No. I think that it's it's both of them are hooking up with the magician. Yeah, exactly. Like the magician is the fulcrum to whatever 
this yes. is happening there. So it's not like he's like, oh, well, he's into girls too, so, you know? No. Yeah, definitely not. Like, he, like, came onto the magician, and the magician's like, I kind of like her too, and he's like, I can roll with that. Like, it, that's how it played out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so we have this field scene, and he shows up all pissed and jealous, and... And he's like, you're being a whore. And she's like, I'm wearing my friend's jacket. Like, you know this kid. This isn't even, like, a random kid. Like, you've, you hang out with this kid. Even when I'm not around now, they hang out. So, <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's, like, really annoyed at them. And then he just, like, chokes the kid out. Yeah, like, seriously. Not just, like, a shove. Like, he hops on him and, like, just, like, is about to kill this kid. And, and then the whole lacrosse team comes over and they're like, you need to get the fuck out of here. And those kids are huge. They have, like, some, <laughs> some very large lacrosse looking players and i was just like i don't want to fight any of these guys i would have ran too like those there was like two guys in the background that i was like i don't want to fight him no, and i huge. definitely don't want to fight him huge. and like i'm out so he runs away right because he choked the <laughs> shit out of this kid and then he must say sorry or something yeah because they're back in each other's good graces somehow right like yeah i i, I don't really remember like how we got oh from, like, he choking. picks her up at school, and this time is like more obvious about it, and everyone's like a celebrity at school, and she's okay. She's like pretty popular because of it, and for some reason that convinces her. He's like open because like he was like trying to hide their really okay yeah. yeah that makes sense yeah like now he's yeah okay yeah no you're right which it, it makes sense in this movie but it's still not like he assaulted her best friend. <laughs> You know? Yeah, even like immediately after the text, the kid's like, oh, my neck looks kind of cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, no, he just assaulted a minor. And like everyone saw it, like no parents and teaching. Oh, that's what happens. The principal like calls the parents and they're like, yo, was this fucker at your school choking out your friend? She's like, you just don't understand me, dad. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And so they're back in their good graces again, and he's like, I'm going to come hang out with you. You're like, run away with me or something. And she's like, no, I have my sister's birthday party tomorrow. Yeah. And and he's like, we'll skip it. And she's like, it's my sister's birthday party. Like, I'm not skipping my sister's <laughs> birthday party. And he's like, fine, whatever. So they're all playing cornhole with a small child at their birthday. <laughs> Which I found very strange, because like cornhole is definitely a drinking game. So like either Franco's playing the alcoholic really well, or the only <laughs> thing they had on set was a cornhole set, and like somebody had it in their truck, and they were like, "I guess we could use that to play on the beach," you know? Like <laughs> that's what it seemed like, right? It was like, "Fucking set that up, Tim. Go grab it," you know? Like get the one out of the back of your truck. <laughs> then he shows up, like yeah, and he's like, "I was just in the neighborhood of the beach." <laughs> <laughs> Like, this part of the beach? Have you ever tried to find your friends on the beach? <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to find people on the beach? Even a dead beach! No, it's ridiculous. You're, you're never in the neighborhood of a beach, you know? No. Unless you were going to the beach, which is what he was doing, you know? So I yeah. Guess that's why I was just in the neighborhood because I'm stalking you. you know? But also, it's like, like, I've, like, met groups of friends on the beach and you're like what lifeguard chair are you by yeah, no, right. like show me the flat like and he just like poof like there just like shows up and we're like is does he have track my iphone on her phone right now because like that's the only way he could have found them this fast and no we that's not it, he just he just happened to be on the beach yeah <laughs> and then we have like you know he, he's like joining another so party then the, right the biggest but we get the biggest twist in the whole movie yes, right here yes oh my god 
Something that I didn't see coming. Not at Did all. you see this coming? No, not at all. I, I literally was yelling at the TV, like, oh my god, and, and it's that the mom used to date him. Yeah, because they're the same age. But, like, again, why didn't he mention that? Why didn't she mention that this whole time? Yes. She's been playing coy about, like, he's he's not a good guy, you'll get over this. Stuff like that, like in the first, like you know, funeral fight scene, you'll you'll get over him. He's not the right one for you. But she should have been like, okay, she can be like coy with the daughter, but she should have been like calling the cops and or telling the dad and, like, and telling what James kind of Franco fucking dad, weird yeah. relationship do you have that you couldn't be like, hey, like she's hanging out with like a dude that's my ex boyfriend, and I know that he's fucking creepy, and like, like it has nothing to do with us, but like he's creepy, and he's probably going after her to like fuck with all of us, you know. Uh, which, I mean, you know, we're, we're almost at the end, so we was he legitimately interested in the daughter? I think that he started out being interested in the daughter, and then when he realized who his wife was, because he later says, like, you have to share that whore wife of yours or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the later motivation, it morphed into, like, him trying to get back it his ex-girlfriend yeah okay that makes sense in a way so we have yeah james franco everyone thinks it's going great even the friends again despite the friend being assaulted previously are like they're oh, cool again oh yeah. man you know he's getting along with your dad then the dad on the beach just like nips it in the bud and is like i don't want you to see my daughter anymore don't ever talk to my daughter yeah. again fair i mean yeah because <laughs> the, the wife like tells him she's like look we used to date this is getting fucking creepy. I need to tell you now. Yeah. Like, I tried to hide it from you, but, like, I wasn't <laughs> hiding it. Just, like, I need to tell you. And he's like, look, don't ever talk to my daughter again. Leave her the fuck alone. Just go along. Which is a bad dad play, by the way. Because if anything you tell your kids that they're forbidden to do Fair. is going to be like, this is the only thing I want to do. James Franco, right? not a good father. Not um, a good father. I, I want to get to the ending. couple scenes in, in no particular order. There's one scene where he, he uh, stalks the mom or the stepmom on the beach while she's yes, running. Yes, just throws her. Yeah, and throws her, like, fucking psycho guy here. Um, the whole thing is, like, James Franco, dad, is going to shoot a movie, so he's not going to be around. Yeah. But he must be shooting the movie close, because, well, one, Christian shows up on set and, like... On his, his motorcycle, so he just drove there. Yeah. So he's, like, chumming it up with the director to try to intimidate James Franco. And he, James Franco has a good line. It's like, do you think I care about my job when it's, like, you know, when I have to protect my family? Yeah. Which, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, getting him fired is not a good ploy because, I mean, I know it's, it would suck, but obviously he'd rather not have his family, like, get stalked and die. Absolutely. <laughs> like, sure. any real man's going to be like, I'll protect my wife, girlfriend, and my biological daughter <laughs> over like my job like fuck that like and everybody's gonna know that you're crazy anyways and especially this is not tom cruise you know yeah he's a, in this movie they said a lot of times he's a b-level actor no one is going to put this bubble of protection around him like they yeah. would like like a tom cruise you know like yeah and i'm not accusing tom cruise of this i'm just saying like <laughs> like an a-lister i get it yeah, that's a, you not that a I think huge it's right. star then like maybe they can get away with it right yeah like, like oh this movie you're gonna cover it up guy. somehow yeah like, it, it's, it becomes about money and the, the production company. Power, yeah. yeah. But not this guy, you know? <laughs> like, no, he's just a scrub, yeah. <laughs> you know, if he's like, listen, this is what's going on, you need to protect me, the, the production company's going to cut him first, you know? Yeah, They don't exactly. need him. 
Yeah, they absolutely don't need him. And then we get, like, essentially we get our big finale, right? Which is, so they're, like, locked at home. Franco's on the set, and he calls home, and he's like, how's everything? And they're like, we're fine. And it's like, okay, that's great foreshadowing that everything's about to go real south. You know, because, like, that's what happens in Lifetime movies. Like, how's everything? And they're like, it's great. And they hang up the phone, and it's like chaos. So then he pulls up, and they hear him outside, and he's, like, knocking, and he pulls out a crowbar. Oh, my like, God. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And he, like, pulls out the crowbar, and he's like, uh, like I'm just going to have to let myself in. And so she, they run upstairs and hide. I thought they were going to have a panic room, by the way. I was really hoping they <laughs> had a panic room. I was praying for a panic room. I was just like, panic room, panic room. Panic and, room like, seems like a Lifetime movie. Not, not the, literally the film Panic Room, but it seems like that would be a Lifetime movie, Panic Room, because <laughs> it's in the title. You know? Yes. Yeah. It, it, obviously, this is what it's about. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sheltered basement. Fallout. You know, like something like easy, easy descriptions. Um, so they run upstairs. They just hide in the bathroom. He comes up, and th- they immediately call Franco first. And you're like, that's a bad move. Like, you don't call the like somebody's breaking into your house. You call your husband first, and you're like, hey, he's breaking in. And he's like, call the cops. I mean, also, they have cell phones. One of them can call the cops, and one of them can call Franco. Like, sometimes in these movies, and like you were kind of saying before with like the photo thing, you go back to like the 80s when you just have the landline and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, she's like, okay, stall for time. Let him get closer to them. <laughs> I like how to- when they do call the cops, she hands the phone to the daughter. Yeah, like she's going to be composed in this situation. Both of our ex-boyfriends here, and he's trying to kill us. You talk, you know? Like, Like, yeah, now I'd be like, yeah, you know what? You are a shitty mom here. Like, (laughs) You're not my real mom, and you're too young. (laughs) And you're showing it now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. He comes up the stairs. Franco beats the police home. From yeah, the- yeah. Th- I wrote that thing. I'm like, what? Franco beats the police home because they obviously called him first so he could beat the police home. And they have this, like, brawl upstairs. Franco gets thrown down a flight of steps. I w- when he's tumbling, I was hoping he was going to take the turn and tumble down the, the turn in the stairs, too. That would have been, like, peak Lifetime movieing. <laughs> Is that he, like, tumbles down the stairs, like, hits the sidewall, like, bounces, and then continues rolling down the stairs, but he didn't. So I was kind of sad about that. And then the daughter picks up the, like, oh, she had, like, stabbed him with his award. Very symbolic. Yes, right? yes. Like, oh, my she God. She takes her dad's award. Like, you can't get any better than that. And, like, stabs him in the heart with her dad's award. And then, the you know, Christian gets the best of Franco. And we're standing there. We're like, oh, no. What's going to? And the mom just comes out with the crowbar and just whacks him. Wow. And he's, like, dead. He's definitely like, dead. Which I honestly... Did not expect. Yeah, there was like a choking in there. There was like a lot of stuff. But anyways, the main thing is like the mom just crowbars him. And then they just go sit on the porch. (laughs) And that's literally just how it ends. Yeah, that's perfect. There's no like coda to the film or anything like that. No. Just just, he's dead. It just ends in a violent murder. (laughs) A breaking and entering murder. And that's just it. Like, there's no wrap-up. There's just like, they're all just like, they all kind of sit there. They're like, they don't seem like they're cool with each other or anything. They're just like... Okay, wait for the cops to show up. <laughs> and that's it. And explain this. 
I mean, explain this shit. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, they have the video. We didn't mention, like, James Franco sees a blowjob video. The helicopter blowjob. Yeah, the yeah. helicopter blowjob from his daughter. We didn't mention that the guy shows up at prom, you know. There's all this other yeah. shit. I mean, I try to give a concise no, we did. I think, summary I think we did as job. I can, like, cutting some of the fluff. It's an hour and 20 minute movie. It, like, we even cut some of the fluff out of the film. But, yeah. <laughs> you got you to see it. And again, I don't always like to go scene by scene, but I, I feel like we needed to... Just talk about some of these moments. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm about it. I really like this movie. Did you, did you did you really enjoy it? Were you like happy about it? Like if I like went to the theater and saw this movie Paid. as a movie, yes, like, I would be like, what the hell is going on here? But Lifetime movies have certain expectations, so it was definitely yeah. You set the bar really low. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, that's like when you first hear it, you're like, oh, it's a lifetime movie. Like nobody's ever gonna be like, oh man, like Franco should have gotten an Oscar for this one. No, you know? like, and it's like a fun party game. And, and I was curious because I knew you were a fan of lifetime movies. That's why I asked you if you were like legitimately they're the best movies in the world. <laughs> like I, like the way that they're made. Like I I would be like, oh okay, you know, like yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah, sure. <laughs> if you want to analyze a lifetime film, like oh, this is problematic. And, yeah, plot you know, holes, and, themes. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna go crazy, you know. Yeah, you gotta take it for what it is. You, I like to say, you turn your brain off. <laughs> just turn your brain off and just watch the movie. Yeah, no, and I had a blast watching it. And I, and I know they're longer on TV, but they're still relatively short. And what you said is true. I very much paid attention because we were gonna talk about it. But you do not have to pay attention in these films. No, no. This is a movie you put on in the background. You're cooking. You're folding laundry, <laughs> and you just like look up and you're like, "Oh shit!" He's like, "She's choking him with the necklace," and you're like, "Fuck!" And then you just like, look back down and continue what you're doing. You don't like, need to say how did this happen. There are no. so many avenues <laughs> for everything to happen in this that even the surprises. You're not like, "How did this happen like that?" You're like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" You know? <laughs> yeah. You never need to like rewind it, right? Like, there's never like a part where you're like, "I missed something." It's just like, no, you probably didn't miss something. They just like got to this other part of it, and <laughs> that's fine. Like, that's just how it happened. Yeah. So again, Lifetime Films blast talking about them. Definitely. Now that we've done this, I'm definitely gonna have you on for another of these high school <sighs> Lifetime films. Like I said, that's that's gonna be you're gonna be Joe Two, the Lifetime guy on this show. <laughs> yeah, resident Lifetime expert. <laughs> yeah, resident Lifetime expert. So every week we like rate the film on my show, and we rate it on okay. a scale of one to five. But we pick we pick an object in the film to rate it on. Like, okay. We'll, I want to do. Can we do like a scale of like one to five? iPhone helicopter blowjob videos? Perfect. <laughs> From a scale of one to five, iPhone helicopter blowjob videos. What do you rank this film? Can I give my reasoning too? Yeah, that's that's how we roll. I give this I give this a solid four four and a half. Because when I saw that it was Franco and American Vandal and everyone, I was like, okay, this is gonna be good. Then plot twist the it's the mom and the daughter were dating the same guy at some point and a murder at the end i was like Whoa. it ticked a lot of boxes for me <laughs> but that last point five, it just didn't get zany enough for me we need to go a little bit crazier like if there was like some kind of sex ring going on it needed like a, a drug cartel involvement or something else just to push it over the edge and that's all I needed. Yeah, I actually agree with exactly what you're saying. I'm going to give it a 3.75, even leaning to a 4. Because enjoyment level, had a blast watching. 
Okay. We kind of set a scenario where we're showing somebody a Lifetime movie then they've never seen one before. I wouldn't start here. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I wouldn't pick this one because, like you said, they get crazier. They get way crazier. Zany is a great word. Zany. Sometimes the ones with, like, not famous actors can turn out to be a lot better. So, yeah. I actually have a great one. I need to remember what it was, but I have a great one that I want to bring on next time because it's like way fucking out. It gets like so fucking crazy and it's a high school film too, so. <laughs> Do your research. No, I know what it is. I watch it. I'm ready to watch it again. It's so good. I just forget the name of it because you know, it's probably like high school murder or something. Whatever, you know, like who knows? Find the name, get back to me because we're going to do it. Rachel and I were watching that one and we were just like, this keeps getting fucking crazier. Like every time we turn around, we'll be like, no, what the fuck is happening in this movie? <laughs> so every week I also ask my guest what sleeping bag they're bringing to the slumber party. So you can invent a, oh, a, a sleeping bag that's not no. real. It could be your childhood sleeping bag. It, it could be related to the film. It could be whatever. What sleeping bag are you bringing to the slumber Power Rangers. Every time. Nice. Is there a particular Power Ranger? No, it was like the, it's the five of them together, like posed in the front. OG Power Rangers. OG. OG. Not, no, no space, no ninja, no whatever. <laughs> I'm talking OG Power Rangers. <laughs> Nice. I dig it. I think I actually, I, I don't know if I had that one. I know every one of my friends had that one, and I think I actually had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one, which is also really cool. But, like, if I'm bringing one to your house for the summer party, it's going to be the Power Rangers one. Go, go, Power Rangers. Yeah. Now, that I guess they were in high school in that show. They were show. in high school, yeah. But I don't know if they, in the movie depicts high school. I'm not sure. The new one or the old one? Oh, I don't even... I forgot about the new one. <laughs> I was only thinking of the old one. I think they're in high school in the new one, yeah. For like oh, a wow. Yeah. I gotta check that out. <laughs> yeah. The new one was good if you didn't watch it. No, I didn't see it. It was actually a lot of fun. Like, Rachel and I watched it, we were like, this is a lot of fun. Like, people <laughs> shit on it a lot, and we were just like, if you turn your brain off and just watch it for fun Power Rangers things, it was really interesting. Like, That's cool. No, I gotta check it out. I, I forgot that one even existed, honestly, <laughs> until, until you brought it up now. Okay, another reason why I wanted to, well, it kind of just worked out, but another good reason that you're on is that next week, actually. Oh, are you going to announce now? Well, it's been dropped lately because I had Mike Manzi on my show. I had, Resident historian uh, for us, Mike Manzi. Joey stopped by my show, so you're, you're the third. The extravaganza, I'm so excited. Uh, teased it a little bit, but if you're just tuning in this week, huge crossover next week. Massive huge crossover. Crossover. Massive. So it's going to be a three-show extravaganza. We're going to have your show first, uh, Too Fast, Too Forever. Then it's going to be High School Slumber Party. Then it's going to be Third Time's a Charm, because you have Mike Manzi on this lap, right? Yes. Uh, Too Fast, Too Forever. He's riding along, and he does... uh, You guys know that Third Time's a Charm is the third movie in a series. We're doing Fast and the Furiouses, and Brian does high school movies, so I think you can connect the dots. Absolutely. The Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. And you're picking me up on this ride. and You're hopping in the gonna... back. We're pulling over. <laughs> we're going to park the limo outside your house. You can park <laughs> Yeah, I guess that was the featured car of this film. Yeah. <laughs> Besides a Harley, I guess. And a helicopter. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's going to be really, really fun. I'm looking forward to it. And, and I mean, I don't know what you guys will have in store for your episode, but my episode is definitely going to be 
high school focused. We might repeat something That's fine. that you, you've said on your show previously, but I'm going to ask you about your first rides in high school and stuff. Oh, so down. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm just be happy prepared to answer. For that. I'm letting you cheat on your homework a little bit Ooh. and, and <laughs> letting you know of that. So it, it's going to be super fun. I can't wait for that. I love... I love crossovers and Same. shared universe here, and it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. So looking forward to that. Um, Joe, two, you already mentioned your shows, but if there's anything you want to plug no, <laughs> besides that, if you enjoyed this and if you're listening, that you've heard Mike, you've heard Joey, come listen to Too Fast Too Forever. We have a fun time. It's much like the rambling that I did here, very loose. <laughs> Lucy Goosey. Um, that's about it. Check out Cage Club. You'll find all the rest of the other stuff. Um, but yeah, too fast, too forever. And you're gonna fuck it. You're gonna hear it in a, in a week, anyways. So, it, it, worst case, in a week, like pretend like you just don't care about it, and then you'll hear that. Anyway, you're gonna be forced to hear it. So, there you go. The four of us are gonna get very, very chummy in, in this week and a half. Were we all guests leading up to the foursome? Um, not technically, but all of you, Mike was a guest, Joey kind of popped in for something. Okay. Then I did super bad with my friends. Okay. But we've been leading up to it. We've been leading up to it, teasing it slowly. So everyone, if you're a follower of High School Slumber Party, you've listened to all the episodes. Now you're familiar with everybody before we, we hop on over to Tokyo and have a fun time. Well, well, Joe, thanks so much for coming on. Like I I said, you'll you'll definitely be back for the... Next in the Lifetime series. I'm I'm so happy to come back and talk about all of my favorite high school Lifetime movies. Whatever <laughs> you want. I promise. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Thanks so much. And big thank you to Joe, too. And guys, you heard the big news. Your homework is to watch The Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift and then be a part of our huge three-podcast crossover. Here's the trailer, just in case you need an extra NOS boost of motivation. Ready. Set up. Go! It's called drifting. What do you mean, drift? The cars are lighter. The tires are slick. When you drift, if you ain't out of control, you ain't in control. Still need a dictionary? On the other side of the world, on the wrong side of the law, a new style of racing rules the Tokyo Underground. How you guys get away with this? And all the best drivers want in. Who's a tourist? I want to see what the kids got. Then let's race. But when you live on the edge, anything can happen. You came to the wrong place. Now, in a place where life moves this fast. There's a lot of money. Are you moving up in the world? You gotta elevate your company. The bigger the risk, the greater the rush. Stay away from me. All my life, people have told me I don't fit in. Maybe I've just been in the wrong place. Come on! Hey, 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 look, watch out! Woo! 
Life's over now. Life's simple. Make choices. Don't look back. The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. So watch Tokyo Drift. And yes, if you haven't seen Tokyo Drift, it is indeed a high school film. The only high school movie in the Fast and Furious franchise. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to tune in to Too Fast, Too Forever on Tuesday, February 12th, for part one of this trilogy. Then you're going to come here. Same high school slumber party time, same high school slumber party channel. Fridays, well, every Friday, but next Friday, February 15th, for, you know, the meat in this trilogy sandwich, right here with me. And then our big finale on Mike Manzi's Third Time's a Charm. That's obviously the part three. So three episodes next week, guys. You can just tune in here if you want, but if you want to get the full experience, you want to listen to Too Fast, Too Forever, High School Slumber Party, and Third Time's a Charm. And you can find all these shows wherever you get your podcasts. Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or on cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. And, of course, there are so many other great shows on the Cage Club Podcast Network that you want to check out, including my other show, the one I host with the foodie films man himself, Kyle Reinfried. That's P.S. I Love Hoffman, the Philip Seymour Hoffman podcast. And our Valentine's Day, February rewatch in what we call the P.S. I Still Love Hoffman series is Punch Drunk Love. So spend Valentine's Day with Kyle and I as we provide audio commentary for one of your favorite Philip Seymour Hoffman films. So as always, you can support High School Slumber Party by liking us on Facebook or following us on Twitter and Instagram, telling a friend, and guys, this one is really important, please give me a five-star review on iTunes. If you give me a five-star review and write something really, really nice, I'll read it out loud on the air, I'll give you a shout-out, I'll pretty much do whatever you want. Well, within reason. And, you know, let's get something good for the month of February. February is the month of love, also Black History Month, very important month. But, you know, give me a give me a nice little review. I'd appreciate it. Oh, and also, I'm opening up my email. I'd love to start, like, a mailbag segment on this show, like some of the other shows on this network. So feel free to write in. Ask me anything, suggest anything. I'd love to hear from you guys. Our email is really, really simple. Highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com. All one word. One last thing. Tell John Cusack to stop blocking us on Twitter. Okay, thanks. Extra credit assignment. But I need it done. <sighs> so I leave you with another Prince Rama song. This one is called Bahia. I hope you've kind of like discovered this band now. And who knows? They might become your next favorite. I don't know what genre this is, but your next favorite random genre band. Happy Valentine's Day, guys.
you still here? It's over. Go home. Go.